you. What up? We back at it. It's your honor, gracious, humble host. Black Cool Podcast. We are back with another episode. Um, so, I was thinking, we're going to... We're going to... Um, I'm going to wind up changing the, the name of this podcast. Um, so, basically, it's going to be called... Um, in June, we're going to do the rebrand. Uh, so basically, it's going to be called Poli- uh, Politically Incorrect. Or somebody already got that that name. No, we're just going to keep it in uh, the Black Cold Podcast. Um, no, we're going to change the name. Um, but I'm going to come up with a few names. But anyway, man, I'm babbling. We back at it. So today we're going to be discussing a variety of things again. I don't know exactly what direction the show is going to go into, but um, Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon. If you don't know who Tucker Carlson is, he's from uh, Fox News. Um, if you don't know who Don Lemonade is, he is from CNN. He was with CNN from... I think he was there in 05. So recently they just let him go. And they put his, how much money he made for them. And I'm like, yo, when they get rid of you, nigga, they get rid of your ass. They said he made $4 million with them um, during the course of his broadcasting career with them. So that's that's about $235,000 a year. Um, we didn't really need to know that. And I think when they when they throw you out, they f- drag you on your face and kick you in your butt. Um. Um. <laughs> they kick his ass out. You see the difference there. Two million peanut, bro. They um, they kicked his ass out. Put his what he made out there, salary. Tucker Carlson just said he's ousted. We didn't say how much money he was making a year. Um, ain't trying to denigrate that man, but you see the difference with the racial bias in America. When it comes to a black and a white man. So. With Floyd. I meant to say with Don Lemon. I said with Floyd. With Don Lemon. I think it was what last Monday. He did an interview with. Um. A Republican candidate, some Indian dude that was born here, but his parents migrated here. His name is Vivek um, something. So they got into a little back and forth. And what he did was he checked that dude. I'm going to tell you something. 
That dude, Viviac or Shandy Wild, whatever his name is, he's like a, a, a Republican candidate for president. He's not going to make the cut. What they did was they took his side. What's the white supremacist do? See, what the white supremacists do, they play both sides of the fence. They took his side, even though I hate to agree, but Don Lemon was right. He said, you can't tell me my experiences living as a black man in America. And we are black Americans. And he said, you can't tell us our experiences if you wasn't here. Boy was born in 1985. I don't know exactly when his parents had um, migrated here, but... He was like, well, his parents, would they migrated here. They went to engineering school. Yes, because they were allowed to go to engineering school. They were allowed to better themselves. Everybody talking about, um, well, we get this and we get, no. Everything that you're speaking of, they get because they're immigrants. They have programs for them. They have, uh, um... Uh, a special visa for the people that invest in buildings here. You got to have like $5 million or whatever. So essentially you got to be rich over in your country and you got to invest in order to get permanent citizenship here. And then (coughs) whatever projects that you invest in over here, you get 25% of the profits and that's yearly. Whatever profits is making, that's yearly what you get. So you you mean to tell me that these immigrants can come over here and they can be put in these positions where black folks can't even sniff a possibility like that or opportunity like that. We can't even sniff an opportunity like that. But they want to tell us, oh, well, um, if you... If you just pull yourself up by the bootstraps, you'll be fine. No, it doesn't work like that. Those people didn't pull themselves up by the bootstraps. They came from poor countries. They say they came over here with nothing and made it something. Yeah, because they were allowed to. Do you understand how many um, how many programs it is for them to for them to um, how many programs it is for them to come over here and succeed. It's a lot of programs over here for them to come and succeed. That's not afforded to black people. They give them business loans, and I've always talked about this. I'm not going to get too deep in it, but they got a lot of programs. I just named you one. I forgot the name of it. I think it's the 503 Visa. I mean, I'm going to look up. I'm going to look it up. I think it's 503B Visa. Yeah, let me see. No, that's not it. 
I'm gonna look it up. But EB5 is a program. So this is how it goes. It says, I'm I am an interested immigration by investment through the EB5 visa program. I have $800,000 of available to invest. I'm interested in employment, a tourist visa, or another type of non-immigrant visa to the United States. I do not have $800,000 to invest in the EB-5 program. I'm an immigrant I'm attorney. I'm an immigration attorney or an immigrant consultant with clients interested in the EB-5 program. So... You have $800,000 to invest in whatever projects they're doing over here. And 20, you get 25% back on return of investment. You earn 25% of whatever that place. You can invest in 30 McDonald's. If you invest 25% in there, you get 25% of that back every year. That's per year, brothers and sisters. This is a yearly income. And obviously, you got money to come over here. You can invest. And, and it is a path to citizenship. They give you permanent citizenship. So what I'm trying to figure out is, where is these programs for the black folks? You know what I mean? So where is the program for the black people where... where we can invest it don't have to be a whole lot of money to invest that we can get a return on that on our investment where I'm, I'm 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 just curious to know where are we getting these programs where are we getting these opportunities for us because every time they have an opportunity for us it's under the guise of um, two is under the guise of POC, people of color, under the guise of by uh by POC. It's under the guise of all this stuff, and we never actually get a chance to earn money. We don't get a chance to invest in anything. You already have to have money. People saying, well, you know, people want Wall Street. Yeah, because a lot of those dudes, they are not using their own money when they do that shit. And people don't understand. It's certain ways. It's just like real estate. It's certain ways you have investors. People will invest in you to invest in stocks and bonds. And you invest and you get a return and you have to pay them. I remember this Wall Street trapper dude. He was talking about we don't need... Um, 
reparations. We can just do the wall. I'm like, yo, every black person walking don't know about Wall Street, brother. Even if you teach all these people, y'all niggas charging to do this shit. Y'all niggas charging uh, like 1500 Y'all niggas charging like 1500 to do this, but then tell people, oh, you don't need reparations. How a motherfucker gonna pay for that? Especially if they living on a budget, especially if they rent is 1500 you know, with the inflation prices. See, people just be saying stuff, man. And that's why I said these dudes and I and salute to him whatever path he took, but that's not everybody's path to financial freedom. The financial freedom is you give me just say um reparations is five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Which to me is a fair, but what I really want is a million dollars per black person. Out of the 14 trillion, they can give a they can give every black person a million dollars. That's how I feel. But I digress. Just say, all right, they give us $550,000. That's financial freedom right there. Because if they do give black people the reparations, it's, see, it's a trickle-down effect with that reparations thing. Oh, y'all going to take the money. Y'all going to put it back into this. Y'all going to put it back into that. No, see, y'all don't understand. We built towns. We had our own towns. We had our own water system, own hospitals. We had our own everything, right? But what people would do is they'll tell you, y'all just mess your money off. Y'all got this spending power. I remember Malcolm X said this um, about 60 years ago. And he said, the economic experts say that black people had spending power of $20 billion per year. This is in like 1962 or three. And he asked one question. Do you actually think that 13% of the population spends that much money? Or are they basing this off potential to spend? Oh, you know what? We got a trillion dollar spending power. Yeah, but it's not that simple, bro. You got to factor taxes in there. You got to factor this. You got to factor that. All that stuff is not that simple. It's not just as easy as us having a trillion dollar spending power. Because when you say black people had a spending power... That's black folks that have money. That's the, the the upper the upper class. You got the you got the upper class. See, cause you got rich. I'm gonna break this down real fast. I'm sorry about that. But you got rich people. You got upper class. You got upper middle class. Middle class, and then you got the, the low class. So just say rich, upper, upper middle, middle, low class. <clears throat> There's five categories of black people. That spending power is spread throughout all of them. All these rich black folks in America that spend their money on $5 million watches, $5 million cars. Um, all this stuff factors into the spending power thing. And my theory on that is they're accounting a lot of what rich people do. Cause they they go off they they smit, they they blow their money on Louis Vuitton and all this other stuff. What is this spending power? What are these numbers based off of? Is it based off electronics we buy? Cause how you know only black people are spending their money on this stuff? I think when they say black people as a whole, I think they mean the whole nation has a spending power of tr- of three trillion dollars. I think it's three or four trillion dollars. 
There's no way that 13% of the population spends that much money and we still broke. I think all that stuff is a scam. I think it's a theory that is proven for them not to give us reparations. They're trying to prove that we spend all this money, which I don't think we spend. So, um, another, another thing is what these white supremacists do. And I ran into this the other day. This lady was arguing with me. Uh, Bill Maher was on, um, he's on his show, um, whatever the show is called, Bill Maher show on HBO. He was saying how black people are killing each other. He was saying how celebrities need to be, need to speak out against this. And I said, Malcolm X said this years ago, he said only in the black community are black celebrities expected to be the leaders of the community. He said this 60 years ago, and it is true. Every time something happens, they want these actors, they want these celebrities, they want these comedians, they want all these people to come out and speak on behalf of us. They can't. A lot of these people, and what I realize is, their money is tied to white folks. So it's only but so far they're going to go. And see, people don't understand that. I have a huge problem with that because it makes it seem as though as black people, we can't think for ourselves over there. We don't want the grassroots speaking because we're going to speak about white supremacy. We're going to speak about the root issues of all these problems. So this white lady, she comes and says, oh, the, the government isn't supposed to raise your kids. The schools aren't supposed to raise your kids. I said, y'all don't factor... Y'all don't factor any of these scenarios into these issues. Y'all don't factor any of these scenarios into these issues. Number one, and I said I was going to talk about this. The school to prison pipeline. Poverty. Poverty. Lack of resources. All of the school programs are shut down. Parents that work. You know, so it's a lot of factors that, that factor into why they say so-called black people are violent criminals and all. 44 million dollars 44 million black people in this in this country and i'm i'm using the estimation it's not the the total because they keep saying it's been 44 million black people in this country since 2000 or 99 so 44 million black people in this country the fbi did a statistics on violent crime Rape, robbery, murder, whatever. And I talked about this. 1.8 million black people commit crimes. So, 44 million people. That's less than 5%. But they embellish everything. Oh, everything is going on. And this, that, and the third. I said, when you're looking on a wide scale, 
criminal criminals and crime is proximity based. It's not based on oh black on black and and, and you know because it's only black on black crime. It's never white on white crime or Asian on Asian and so on and so forth. It's never none of that. It's never any of that. So you start to break stuff down and you realize in 2013 in Philadelphia, they closed 32 schools. So when we speaking about these things that actually happened to our people, these white people say, well, the parents ain't doing this and the parents ain't doing it. And I told this, this, this white supremacist lady, I told her, I said, she said, you'll never get into the issue. I said, I did. I explained the issue three different times to you. Lack of resources, lack of money, closing all the schools, no after school programs. Well, y'all don't care about y'all. And then what bothers me about white people the most is they're not white trying to tell me how I can better my community when you haven't lived my experience. You're not in the black neighborhoods. You don't know what's going on. Y'all, y'all looking on TV to these, uh, something happened in Mississippi where people, I see, yo, that stuff happens every day. Oh, y'all need to start blaming the parents. It takes two people. I'm like, what the frick are you talking about? I didn't say anything about these parents. You brung up parents. I didn't bring up parents. Yes, parents have a, a job to raise their children with morals. Most people do raise their children with morals, but you know what happens? TV, lack of money, lack of resources, schools closing, kids aren't going to school. That's not the parents' fault that they closed the schools down. The schools are overcrowded. So you know what they start doing? You know what they start doing? They start Sending the kids home. We'll start sending them kids home. They they want you to be involved in truancy. I'm trying to tell you how this shit was, man. I graduated 2007. Six years later, they closed all these schools down. They they been was closing schools down, but in 2013 they closed the most schools down. That was 32 schools just in 2013 alone. And they said in Baltimore, they closed like 50 schools in Baltimore. They just, they're closing schools down left and right. They, I think they said in 2002 in Baltimore, they closed like 15 to 16 schools down. That's in a year, man. And Baltimore is not like a big city. But can you imagine them just closing these schools down? The schools is overcrowded. And the schools are gradually saying... We don't have enough room. So what are we going to start doing? We start picking out the problem child. We start picking out the problem children. Instead of getting them the help they deserve and they need, we start pushing them out. So every little thing they do, we're going to kick you out. We're going to put you here. We're going to put you there. Put the, you know, start moving these kids around. The schools are overcrowded. You went from having maybe 16 to 17 kids in the class to now is 35 kids in the class. One teacher cannot handle 35 people. 
Sometimes it'll go up to 40. And you start to realize, okay, so we getting kids from whatever school, that school has been shut down. Half of the kids go to another school that's down, in, you know, like maybe uh, three or four blocks away. And then a lot of kids is coming 10 blocks down. Instead of them going up five to six blocks up, they're being split between these two schools. And one school might have three, four, five hundred kids. And you got to split that down the middle, send 250 here and send 250 there. Meanwhile, we already got 500 kids. Meanwhile, they already got 500 kids. So you add an extra 250 onto that, 750, 750. That's a lot of kids in the school, man. Oh, and then, you know, schools separated by districts. If I live in South Philly, I can't go to a school in West Philly. I'm going to have to use my grandma's address. If I live in North Philly, I can't go to Roxbury High. If I live in West Philly, I can't go to Germantown High, which is shut down. You know, that's the problem, man. That's the problem. They don't look at the root issues of these of these problems. They just say, well, in Chicago, I don't know too much about Chicago, but I'm pretty sure that their school system is trash, just like the Philadelphia school system, just like Baltimore. I don't know too much about New York. Don't know too much about, um, I heard California school system is horrible as well. You know, so, and it was, <coughs> And when I say California, I mean L.A. I heard the L.A. school system is so bad that the, the, the rich folks got to donate in order for them to make moves, in order for them to get books. That is preposterous, man. But they come and they shun us and they say this, that, and the third. But the government is not holding up their end of the bargain. Not saying we should depend on them. But when we have schools that are supposed to be teaching our children while we go to work, what are we supposed to do? Oh, send them to private schools. What if they can't afford to go to private school? See, people don't understand that this stuff, when you start talking about sending your kids to private schools or sending them here, sending them there, we got to have money. All that stuff costs money. Sure, you can try to go get the grants and all that stuff to put the kids in private school, but it's hard to get that stuff. So you got to qualify for it. It might be a lottery with it. They might be auctioning off. The grants and auctioning off the, the scholarships to the certain schools and all that's all type of craziness. And then people don't understand that we are living in a time where we're going to just blame the parents for everything. The parents play a pivotal role in what's going on. But don't just say a lot of these parents are working two and three jobs because they can't afford to live where they living at. Some parents don't raise their kids. Some parents are just horrible parents. But it's a lot of factors into that. We want to take these horrible parents out. I remember talking to certain people and they were saying how their mom was never home because she was working three and four jobs trying to survive. <laughs> working two jobs, trying to survive, trying to put their kids in a good position so they didn't grow up like them. You know, it's a cycle with us, man. But again, this white lady said, well, it's a responsibility to two parents. This conversation, you're going in circles. I'm not going in circles. I just gave you reasons. But you steady talking about y'all don't care about each other. What are you talking about, lady? 
Are you in every individual city seeing what people are doing to stop the violence and how Jim Brown did that back in the, the 80s and the 90s with the with the gang members? Yeah, people people been doing it. It doesn't get the national recognition that it should. Because why would it? It it, it if if they did talk about it, it disproves the point that we don't care about each other. See, when it, it's plenty of stop the violence things here in Philly, but they don't televise it. They only televise the murders, but they never televised when the people, when the guy uh, said he was a homeless guy. Somehow he got his act together. He bought like a um, a little van and it had like a basketball court on it. He told them instead of shooting a gun, come and shoot this ball. Come pick up the ball up and shoot the shot. But they never speak about these things. They don't. They don't put it on TV like they should. Speak about these things so we can be in better position. But they don't speak about these things. The first thing they do is bring up Chicago, they bring up LA, they bring up New York, they bring up Philly. Bro, crime is everywhere, and we're just not the only ones committing crime. So don't. White people commit 69% of the crime. In this country, white people commit 69% of the crime. We commit 25% of the crime. That's less than half of the crime that we commit, bro. They commit damn near all the crime in this country, but they always putting everything on black folks. And this is just what's reported. Not to say that they don't commit more. We don't commit more. But we commit less than half of the crime in this country. But yet and still, we're the most televised. We're the most um, talked about. And people don't understand. And I'm, I can't explain nothing to these white supremacists because they play both sides of the fence. The lady said, well, you can't. You got to talk about the root issues with the leaves and all this other kind of crazy stuff she was trying to talk about. But when I came up with these solutions about what black people need. Oh, no, it's the parents fault. Like, how do you know every black parent? I'm not a criminal. The fuck is you talking about? Every black person walking is not a criminal. Less than half, less than 5% of black people are criminals. But y'all want to take that one to two percent. I say one to three percent of black people that's criminals and that they, they represent everybody. They're thugs and all this other stuff. So I asked her a question. She never answered my question because she didn't have an answer to it. That white boy that went in there and shot that damn bank up, that white boy that went in and, and shot that damn Buffalo, Buffalo, New York, the white boy went up in there and shot that grocery store up. White boy just shot the bank up. All this shit is copycat, man. They, I think a lot of these dudes be talking to each other on Reddit and 4chan and all them type of uh, white racist websites, and they do copycat shit. The guy that went down there and shot all them 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 uh them those babies up in that school, man. I don't. I think yeah. I think he might have been Spanish, but whatever the case may be, they honorary uh, white supremacists too. The white lady that the, the white lady that just shot the damn school up. The Tennessee uh person. 
So you mean to tell me that only black people parents need to raise them better, but the white folks don't? Those are not isolated incidents. All those occur at the same the same way. They getting AR-15s. They getting the uh, forty caliber Glocks. They shooting people up. They they attack the same. It's always a pattern. They always attack older people or children. They attack the older people. They attack the children who they deem are weak. They can't defend themselves. It's always a theme with them. Like Dylan Roof goes into a church, shoots everybody. So my biggest issue with which she said was the black parents don't raise their kids with morals. What about the white parents when these white shooters are out here shooting everything up? Are we blaming their parents? Because they blame our parents. Are their parents to blame? She never answered my question. Now I just blocked her. I gave her 15, I gave her enough ample time to respond to what I said, but you can't respond because it destroys your argument. That guy that just shot the bank up, they tried to make him look like he was such a good guy that just snapped and he was on meds and he was this and he was that. They don't give us that, that grace. They don't give us that grace. They don't give us that time. They don't give us none of that, bro. So when I argue and, and I had to realize that I was starting to get angry. And I realized, don't get angry. She knows what's going on. She knows how this country is. Y'all keep depending on the government. She's one of them people. The government is not good. And yeah, we've been through that. You talking to black folks that have been persecuted for the last 400 years, bruh. But they always seem to... Yeah, I, you know, I, I blocked her. Because I don't have time for all that, that back and forth when it's not leading anywhere. We're not leading to any solutions. We're just compounding the problem without having solutions. She knows that she has a bunch of bad faith arguments. She knows she do. It's bad faith arguments and it's that white supremacy talk. They call it the white and I say so. I'm white and I say so. That's what they call it. It's the parents' fault. So what about those school shooters? What about Dylan Roof? Peyton Braden? This guy that shot that bank up. Or that, that woman that went into that school and shot them people up. Their parents don't matter. These cops that's out here killing unarmed black people. Do their parents do their parents need to raise them better? Or the Bundys that went up there and took over a federal building, did their parents need to raise them better? Never got an answer for that. And that's why I don't argue with them. Because they don't use logic. They always trying to use some type of uh, sick, demented thing. Where they say, oh, Chicago this and Chicago that. Chicago is a segregated city. Y'all killing each other. Yeah, because it's segregated. You'll never be able to make it across whatever lines to go and kill white people. And they said, 
a lot of Spanish people was committing crimes out in, in Chicago, but they put it on black folks. And then that, that white guy that went into that damn massage parlor and shot them up. Did his parents need to raise them better? They never question their parents. They always question our parents. It's always a question with our parents need to raise us better. But it's never a question with those white mass shooters. Never question them. <laughs> that guy, the Oklahoma bombing dude, did his parents need to raise him better? Or them KKK members that were sending pipe bombs to black people in the 80s, did their parents need to raise them better? Or that guy that beat that black girl up um, out in Oakland? Come on, man. Like, stop that nonsense. We have to stop this. We got to start putting these, these people in their in place, man. But see, a lot of times, what's happening now is we not checking these motherfuckers. We got to start checking them. We got to start putting them in their place. Because I once I said that, she had no answer. She had no retort to what I was saying. You're proving your white supremacy by telling me that... Well, black people got to do this better. What about white people in these mass shootings? What about white people committing 59% of, 69% of the crime, 69.5 to be exact, 69.5% of the crime in this country is committed by white folks. They'll say, oh, they're the majority. But even if we're a minority, so y'all claim we're a minority, we still don't commit even half. We commit 25% of the crime in this country. They'll tell you, well, y'all commit 52% of the murders. No, we don't. We only commit 20% of the murders in this in these uh in this country. So, not saying we should commit any, but I'm just saying, like, if we're gonna talk numbers, talk numbers. Let's put the facts out there. Facts over feelings, you know what I mean? But they don't ever do that. They don't want to talk about that. They want to have these bad faith arguments. Nah, you're not gonna you're not gonna hit me with these bad faith arguments about crimes and about Chicago and LA and all these uh, okay. Y'all do understand that if all these other people are claiming to be black, that they're gonna put those statistics on us. When it, it it's never the black, it's always minority. So when anybody when any minority commits a crime, it always gets put on us. I didn't realize that until recently. It always get put on us. Man, get the frick out of here. I don't even listen to these people. Don't argue with them. Ain't got time to argue with them. You know what I mean? Like I said, when I brought up the school to prison pipeline, well, you get schools. You can't depend on these politicians. I said, no, the politicians are the leaders. They are the people that we elect to represent us in the media. They should be speaking out. They should try to do something. They don't. Or we could talk about that white girl that was running guns, had the whole East Coast, the whole Eastern Seaboard on lock, selling guns from North Carolina. Her boyfriend was an army vet. Nobody talks about her. But she was supplying the whole Eastern Seaboard with guns. And those guns that she was supplying them people with, y'all still don't think that they floating around? She was making millions. She, they, they caught her with like three, or five, three to five million dollars. You think all those guns, niggas was getting on Amtrak going to bottom guns, driving cars to go bottom guns. You don't think all them guns are still on the East Coast? Shit, yeah, they are. 
Like, come on, man. Like, don't don't hit me with that bullshit. All these ghost guns that came. A lot of that shit came from her. A lot of those ghost guns is coming from inform police informants. An informant sold a kid a gun that shot them damn people up at the end of last year at Roxborough High. An informant. They had it on camera. And he went and bought bullets. He went to go buy bullets for it. He was a sheriff deputy. He was a sheriff deputy. He was a deputy at the sheriff's office. He was an FBI informant as well, selling guns to people. And they locked his ass up. Because he can't do that. He had access to it because he was at the deputy sheriff's office. He was an FBI informant. Yeah, but y'all want to talk crazy to the black folks, but we got FBI informants selling guns to the people. All them people that y'all see with them guns, they informants. Man, I, you know what I mean? I, I don't argue with these people because they, they are devoid of all logic. But listen, man, I'm about to get out of here. Um, I appreciate y'all, man. The love is real. I appreciate everything y'all doing for me. The support. Everything is real. I love y'all. Peace, prosperity, love. I'm out.